0: Ah!
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of Monday Night Therapy with John and Todd. And Todd, what are
0: you doing? I love this new intro. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, before we were like in Dublin, and you just kind of thought thought you were on a little boat laying there in the middle of the river, just kind of just kind of drifting and thinking about, oh my God, Scott Frost sucks so bad, we got beat in Ireland. <laughs> And, and now, and that's why we needed the therapy. I mean, we had to have therapy after that. And now, you know, this is kind of different. It's, it's up-tempo. You see what you assume is a very attractive woman walking through a wheat field, you know, and, and the music pumps you up a little bit and you want to get excited and you want to feel good. Well, yeah. we're starting a new era. We are starting a new era. There you go. A new yeah.
1: A new era for Nebraska football, a new era for Monday night therapy.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: You look, uh, you look burned. Oh, I don't You know look too happy. happy. You look too happy. Also. What have you been doing? Series going on
0: less than a mile from my apartment. How can you not be happy? Well, that, that's a good point. I mean, I've been in the ballpark since Friday, and I'm not there tonight because I, by golly, I'm here. I'm I'm told somebody thought I should have been here last week or whatever, but uh, <laughs> no slack on this. Slack, I guess, whatever. Okay,
1: no. okay. We have actually have comments coming in, and I completely forgot. I'm still getting used to the new platform, so give us some graced with how how things are running here the idea of changing platforms now was to get ready for the fall when everybody starts actually coming back um
0: okay let's see what we, what what do we want to start with todd well i think i think to we need to start at the very top with the most important piece of information that currently exists in the world of college sports the fact wow. that the college world series is going on right across the river from my apartment and as we are sitting here Wake Forest and LSU on my TV set behind me are locked in a very tight battle here in a winner's bracket game. But that's not the most important story from the College World Series. The most important story is the fact that LSU fans, anytime LSU makes it to the College World Series, the entire state of Louisiana, it seems like, comes up here and they bring their party with them. And they have already broken the record for jello shots at Rocco's Pizzeria set last year by the Ole Miss fans. They've blown it out of the water, and we're only four days in. Look at that. Look at that. 21,000 shots last year. uh, Ole Miss, I think their fans had 18,000 shots. You take 21,000 times $5 a shot, that's a pretty good chunk of change. A large percentage of that goes to, like, kids' programs or something. Do you know where it goes? Uh, some beneficiary, I don't know. It's a five hundred one three C or something like that. I, you know, they're doing it out of their heart to help others.
1: Twenty one thousand four hundred and thirty five Jello shots. What are these?
0: Have you had one? I was there on Thursday. I walked right by. And I thought, yeah, no, well, I still got to work this afternoon. If I do one Jello shot, that's two Jello shots. Two leads to four, four to eight. I thought I might end up a mess, so I walked right by. Did not have. Why, a Jell-O
1: so you haven't? You've never had one?
0: Not at Rocco's. I've had Jello shots. I know. <laughs> have I ever had a Jello shot?
1: Well, I, you know, I didn't know if they were special at Rocco's. Why? I was going to say why LSU fans would have 21,435 of them, but they're LSU fans.
0: They're LSU fans. That's why. Uh,
1: What was it? What was it? Max said to me when I went to new Orleans, there are two types of people that live in new Orleans, alcoholics and functioning alcoholics. And I am (laughs) guessing that that has to do with LSU fans.
0: Let me tell you on, on Saturday. I was at the afternoon game on Saturday. LSU was playing Saturday night. And my dad was with me at the game on Saturday. And, you know, he's still kind of bunged up with his back of his. And he wasn't going to be able to make it more than one game at a time. So we left the stadium. And he went to the parking lot his vehicle and drove back to Lincoln. And I hung around outside the gate because you only had to wait about a half an hour before they opened the gates again. I'll tell you what, the LSU people, I mean, they were there. They were drunk already. They were rowdy. It was just like a pep rally waiting for the doggone gates to open for those people. So who's your,
1: are you rooting for anybody?
0: Well, uh, yeah, but it kind of sucks. Um, My rooting interest. I'm I'm rooting for Stanford, who they're out. I'm rooting for Texas Christian TCU, and they've got one loss. I could not make myself root for Oral Roberts or Anal Why? Roberts. Why? What?
1: What, what does that look? What does that look? What do you it's mean? Just, what is Oral Roberts? You hate the Summit League? Aren't they in the Summit League? Well, I could care less you. what
0: league they're in. That's a university down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that was founded by a criminal, a goddamn <laughs> evangelist con man, Oral Roberts, let me lay my hands on you and i will grant you salvation jesus todd todd he used to be on on sunday mornings on our television yeah. set and i thought what a corrupt son of a gun jesus oh, todd. todd
1: todd i don't do any of these things you know if you had to make a list of all the people that you know did things and all that it'd be so long and who can remember all that shit
0: well, me and Donald Trump, he's got his hate list. I've got mine, too. You know, if I was ever president, I'd seek revenge on people that have pissed me off over the years. I
1: i, I would not. I would not. You know why? Because I'm a forgiving, loving person. You are a
0: forgiving, loving person. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what, John, I should not drink that big glass of gin tonics a little bit ago. So. Oh, is that yeah. it? It has oh, something well, to do with it right now. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I would have never guessed well, I'm, that. I I'm topping it off with one of my favorites here. So,
1: well, I thought that beer was banned. We'll go, Peyton, let's go on
0: to something else. Peyton Manning let's, drinks it.
1: Peyton, let's go on enough, to
0: something else. If Peyton Manning on. can drink it. Well, LSU, LSU, LSU. No, actually, here's who I'm cheering for. Right now, the only team I can cheer for that's still in it is TCU. And I hate that because they're from Texas but they are not from the southeastern part of this country. Baseball is played very, very well by other colleges and universities in this country, besides those in the SEC and the ACC. They have all the advantages down there in the world. They get regional host status when other teams should have had it. It's it's a conspiracy. It's rigged. I tell you, it's rigged. And so the only school that really doesn't fit down in there is TCU that's left. So that's who I'm still. And, and,
1: and TCU plays Oral Roberts tonight.
0: No, LSU's playing Wake Forest tonight. TCU okay. plays Oral Roberts tomorrow. Okay. Should we do some Nebraska stuff? Well, I think that's why we're here. And I suppose. Is it? Probably... Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I went off on a... it. It's went okay. Off
1: on a... It's, it happens. Oh, it's no, June. I'm
0: John, what did you say about me? I'm Comrade Todd. Comrade. Thank you, MK. Yeah. Here's to you.
1: MK says, Comrade Todd and friends holds a dr- grudge. Well, you know, that's what the commies do. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, M- MK comes back with go team John USA because the USA is a loving, forgiving country just like me.
0: Well, you know, hey, I see Linda. Linda Wilkins has popped up with with something, and you know, I guess I can do this, can't I? Can't? Yes, you can. You're an admin on the new platform. Oh my oh, god, I've released a monster. Yeah, Linda Wilkins says maybe we can get Todd to give us a new shot at what is hot. I'll tell you what is hot. What is hot is at the ball game tonight. At the College World Series tonight, the definition of hot is there, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. But it's there.
1: Okay, thanks. Danny Kalin made the Elite 11.
0: Yes, good for Danny Kalin. Good for Nebraska.
1: Nebraska, It's good. It's Nebraska's first Elite 11 quarterback ever. What do you think of the Elite 11, Todd?
0: You know, it's one of those things that I think at its time, it probably served a purpose, but it like a lot of things, you know, know, why do you mess with a good thing? When the Elite 11 was originally established, they took – who they thought were 11 of the most promising quarterbacks in the country. And they took them out to California and they gave them a week of training to try to, you know, improve their skills. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the, the Manning, pardon me, the Manning passing camp, you know, the, the Manning family has a camp, I think down in Louisiana, that's where they're all from. Of course, Peyton Manning's in Omaha right now, so they're not doing whatever, but um, drink. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the Manning passing camp, you know, the whole idea is to bring in those guys, that show a lot of promise and they try to help them build their skill level up. And that's what the elite 11 was originally designed to do. Well, you know, now they get a little bit of publicity and how many people were there? Did they invite like 30? And then from the 30 quarterbacks, they identified whoever their elite 11 was. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think uh, the Nebraska kid, uh, Danny Kalen, he went in there, Somewhere in the upper twenties, maybe. And uh, when the dust all cleared, he made uh, he was recognized in the top eleven. And if I'm not mistaken, there you go. He uh, ranked number one in the accuracy challenge. So, you the know, Panini, the,
1: the Panini accuracy challenge. The Panini, Panini. Even accuracy. though they're not paying us. Wait a minute. We don't have to say that the sons of bitches didn't give me any money. Fuck them.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> and th- that's. I think that's good for Nebraska because, you know, a lot of people and I know that Dion on here, Dion Pryor has, uh, you know, he, he told us to get over, get past, you know, uh, Dylan, what's his name, um, you know, a long time ago, Rayola. And, um, you know, I think maybe Dion was on to something. Maybe maybe Dion had um, some inside info about how good this Danny Kalin was and the fact that. If oh, uh, the good. Rayola kid went to Georgia, we'd, we'd get him. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Of course, you know what, hell, he's a 17 year old kid and he's got another year of high school. So whatever, you know, <laughs> I th- I think the part that bothers me most
1: is not that Danny Kalen is coming to Nebraska. It's that it, this whole thing has been used to, to poop on Dylan Rayola as if, Oh, we didn't need him anyway and stuff like that. I mean, you can be happy that we have Danny K- Kalen coming to Nebraska without pooping on Dylan Rayola. Because some take Dylan Rayola may come to Nebraska and we may need him.
0: Uh, was I was another ball.
1: There was another quarterback years ago that went to Stanford and then he came back to Nebraska. And you know, mm-hmm. look what happened with that guy.
0: We have new recruits, Todd. Well, um, oh- uh, Dion says, I'm 61, just got just a gut feel. I'm 61 and my gut is feeling too. It's not feeling real good. But Dion, you and I, we're on the same way. Is your wife still in Europe? No, no, no. She's in Iowa now. Um, oh, yeah. yeah so nope. she, she, she's closer.
1: So you you switched to gin and tonic. She's not in Europe. You were sober now she's back in the US and bam it's the gin and tonics
0: huh? I think that that might, truthfully that that may have more to do with it than what either one of us want to believe. Now she had a she went up uh, a very very close friend of her a very very close friend of hers uh, dad passed and so she went to visitation tonight uh, spent a little time up around uh, with her mom and and brother and family and now she's headed over to Dubuque to see the grandbaby. so yeah.
1: Okay, we have recruits. Yes, yes. We
0: have four recruits. Yep.
1: Since four. we had a, like a camp this last weekend, and and we have a a athlete, DB safety, linebacker Braylon Prude from Pearland, Texas. O- offensive lineman Jake Peters from Cedar Falls, Iowa. DB de- defensive back Kalen Callen Barta, and today athlete Evan Taylor from somewhere.
0: North Carolina. Really good at these. North Carolina. Yeah. That's it. North Carolina. It. Yeah. What do you notice about the these Arta, recruits? The, died? the kid, I think, is from Kansas. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, what do what do you notice? What do you notice about these kids? Uh, well, they don't have a lot of stars behind their names. <laughs> um, in fact, in fact, there might be a couple that don't have any. Um, but you know. John, you, you and I have been involved in some of these kinds of conversations for quite a few years. We have. You know, there are people, and, and you know, I'm not going to beat them up. Um, there are people um, that put a lot of focus and emphasis on this whole star system. They do. Um, they do. And, you know, yeah. Those people spend a lot more time looking at these guys, reviewing these guys, doing all the measurables and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, far be it for me to say there's anything, you know, really wrong with that. But I'll tell you what, you can't see all players. And, you know, you can't you can't often make 100 percent accurate judgments when you watch, you know, maybe a, a little bit of film from one or two games. So I am really, really hopeful that, you know, Matt Rule's philosophy of doing in-person evaluations, I hope that that is a way that he can successfully recruit athletes that then will develop into, you know, high-caliber players. And we keep using that word develop, develop, develop. You know, back in the Frost days, they didn't develop players. You know, now we're hoping that, you know, uh, Coach Rule and his staff – uh, are going to find these guys that bring certain intangibles with them. And uh, um, they, can, they can turn them into football players.
1: You are being really kind. We just, had, we just had the number one recruit in the nation in June at Nebraska who brought along a shit ton of very highly rated recruits. And now we have guys who aren't even national ranked. Okay. Let's talk about Braylon Prude. Okay. Yep. Braylon Prude. Here's what struck me about him. Six foot four, 190 pounds. Safety. He plays, he plays defensive back and wide receiver for his high school. He ran the 400 meter dash in four, 49.47 seconds. That is damn fast.
0: That's good. That won't win you a state championship. Wait, come on.
1: This is not what you said when I pointed it out in Slack. You said that's not that great.
0: No, I said it will not win you a state championship. It will win you 49. 49 is going to win you a lot of invitational track meets in high school. But 49 is not going to win you a state championship. You're Bro, he's not to... running track. He's playing football. Well, I understand that, but 440 yards is a long time to get going. You know, I. So, what's today? He run...
1: Today, Todd, we do meters. It's meters now and track. Meters. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, the kid's athletic. Obviously, if he can run a 49 quarter. You're, you're a damn good athlete. I don't want to take anything away from him. I'm actually kind of excited about the guy. I'm not going to beat him up. You put a six foot four, six foot five kid back there at safety if he can move at all. And they say that he's a hitter. So I'm kind of liking what they see. Okay. Maybe this is a what, guy that becomes a player.
1: What do you think won the Iowa State 400 this year? Give uh, me a time.
0: At, in Iowa, Give me a time. Yeah. 48. 4748, 48, 47, 48, somewhere like that.
1: I keep clicking on the wrong damn thing.
0: There they are.
1: The 2023 event champions in Iowa this year for the classes and a wheelchair. And when I looked at this wheelchair, I thought, that freaking kid with
0: doing 100 meters in a wheelchair probably would have beat me. Well, I'll tell you what, that kid doing 105 in the quarter beat a lot of people I used to run with. But here, look at this. Look at this 47.94. Those aren't far off. no. But you can see, no. okay, the kid from Shan, the kid from Shan ran 49. That's class 2A. You know, that's the size school that I was at the last few years of my life. Um, yeah, okay. The, the last few years of your life? Well, my profession.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that was Iowa. That was, yeah. What do you think Nebraska's state records look like?
0: Oh, Nebraska state records are going to be a little faster than that.
1: Because we're faster in Nebraska than in Iowa. No, Island. because
0: you've got, uh, you, you know what, uh, Mike Just, White, say, yes.
1: Just yes. say yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Here's the state records for the boys 400-meter dash in Nebraska. 46.98. Here's the thing, Todd. Those are Put not Back long. up a minute. Okay. Up. Okay.
0: Wow. Those are good times.
1: <laughs> what did how fast did you run the 400?
0: 53
1: flat. I ran a 52. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was always slower than you sons of bitches. I was slower than I was. You know you know, you know that that joke that they make about if we both go into the woods
0: And we run. I I only have to outrun you, John. I only have to outrun you. You know what else that applies to, Todd? Um, Paying your taxes. I don't know. The police. The police. Yeah. The police.
1: So when we were committing crimes together in college. I knew all you fuckers were faster than me, so what I had to do. In fact, everybody Knock in high school, yeah. everybody, everybody in high school was faster than me. No, I became a master of stealth.
0: You did, you did. I remember us. I remember us trying to escape a few places. I felt a lot of elbows and knees. Were you with us when we stole
1: the Christmas trees? No, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> No. Well, I I do distinctly remember one Halloween I was hiding in my hometown. We were going to take a 10-foot culvert, which we did, roll it up Main Street, and then roll it down the Main Street. And it was a big giant, I mean, like 12-foot. We got inside of it and ran. That's how we moved it. But the cops knew we were there. And they came down, and they got a flashlight shining all over. I knew that I was not going to outrun anybody. So what I did was I crouched down like a little rabbit and I controlled my breathing because I'm a calm person. And the cop walked up to me so close that I could, I could have, I literally could have gone like this and touched his shoe. I don't know where this is going with the stealth thing, but what the point is Braylon Heard, I mean, or Braylon Prude. Braylon Heard was a a running back from years ago, 2013. I four point nine. The guy, the kid, sounds like a freak, but he had like almost no big offers whatsoever. Did not have a national ranking whatsoever. Do you? Th- I mean, I keep saying I'm not ready to love again when it comes to our football team, but we've heard from previous coaching staffs about how they were going to bring in players and develop players and stuff like this. We now have a coaching staff that is offering guys before anybody else does. I mean, they didn't have to offer them. They didn't, you know what I mean? Right. They could have waited.
0: Well, you know, one of the things I was thinking about today when, you know, this latest one declared, you know, in the media, they were saying, you know, by the end of June, they think they'll have eight more recruits or whatever it was. But I'm kind of sitting here wondering, are they panicking? You know, I mean, are they, are they giving up on some, you know, the, the big stars they were in at the previous camp. They came to the previous camp, and I think we got one commitment out of them, maybe two. But, you know, certainly they're not giving up on those guys, or are they just taking a little bit different philosophy? You know, there's the, the short term and the long term. I don't know. Here's, you know, I'll tell you this. There are kids that are missed. There are kids that are overlooked. We see it all the time. You know, you you had that kid that was, I don't know, he was, I don't know if you can't remember if he was an offensive or defensive lineman that ended up at North Dakota State. You know, big redheaded kid. Nobody recruited that kid, you know, and, and he was drafted pretty high. Um, you know, they they can't see everyone; they miss some, right? Right. And and so maybe maybe these are some of the misses. I don't know. Or maybe we they have, would have
1: been some misses. We have two years, and we're going to be basically playing an NFL schedule.
0: Well, let me throw this other one at you with this with this rooting this uh, recruit th- these four. Okay. Okay. The Peter the Peter's kid from Cedar Falls, the offensive lineman has not been offered by Iowa, has not been offered by Iowa State, and, you know, we don't have enough paper on the pad that I have sitting here next to me to list all of the offensive linemen that have grown up in the state of Iowa that the Hawkeyes have turned into NFL players. I mean, you know, they are They are the Nebraska from the 1990s. The way it's been going, as they've pumped out their home state kids into those things, they haven't offered him. Why have they not offered him? Well, a lot of people are saying it's because of his size. He's only six foot two. Matt Rule says you know, tiny hands. Well, Matt Rule says we'll turn him into a center. We don't need a six foot five center. Well, that's true. So. You know, I, I don't really know what to say. Um, I don't know what to say about it. So I uh, here's the thing. This is one if he
1: if Matt Rule isn't successful, this is one of the things we'll beat him up about because that's what we do. We look at things and we go. We make excuses early on, like the the Rayola thing and Danny Kalin, and then later on we go, oh oh, we, there there was a sign, there was a sign. And then we make up shit retroactively to fit our op- opinions. Okay, uh, David Matney, living in Omaha, David Matney says, "I think Scott Frost undeveloped players. This is uh, <laughs> this is a fact. This is a fact from everything that we've seen from the." Uh, previous. Uh, Fred Sacco says, John ran a 52 if they put Valentino's pizza in a hot piece in front of him. I think that, you know what, I could have probably run faster if I wasn't carrying a beer all the time. That's the thing about me running wherever, especially from the police. Real, real quick, when I'm on the police thing, I'll tell you one more. Sorry. I, in Lincoln, the police actually, after four years of me having parties and stuff, they, they actually knew who I was, actually Would come in and they were very friendly but early in my career they didn't know me so i was at this party one time and i was asking this police officer a bunch of questions about who was going to get charged with something and why was this guy going in the police car and why were they arresting him and this police officer turned and he looked at me and he said if you ask me one more question you're going to jail with him what for (laughs) and i shrieked i shrieked like a small child i went oh! and he and he laid, and he brightened up kind of like oh! and i took off running and i took off running and he had there were many people around so i did that thing where you run through a crowd and you throw off clothes so they can't find you <laughs> anyway anyway it's Linda Wilkins earlier says, was that number 20 pitcher stud something to watch the other night? What game was that? The,
0: the uh, She's referring to the Skeens guy from uh, LSU. And he was still throwing over a hundred miles an hour, 80 pitches into the game. I mean, he is oh God. He's incredible. I didn't know this until just a couple of days ago. He transferred to, he was in the portal and transferred to LSU from the air force Academy. And, um, that's probably a good career move for him because I would venture to say he'll be up there uh, pretty high in the upcoming draft next month. He was, he was, uh, he was amazing. He really, well, and so, you know, so is the kid the other night uh, that Rhett Lauer or whatever his name is from Vanderbilt.
1: Okay. Fred Sacco says rule seems to have an eye for talent diamonds in the rough had that walk-in linebacker at temple he said he would be a star and he ended up with the eagles you know i hope that's correct i think the other thing that we've noticed about matt rule is that uh they're looking for guys with speed and you get the idea that if a a guy has speed that they can play football i don't know that that was an al davis thing for years i did it didn't always work out with al didn't always work
0: out but you know rule has a little bit of a track record with that down at baylor and uh you know pick a sport and it's it's kind of like you can't coach speed you can't coach height you know for the basketball analogy and if you if you've got those guys um you know speed can make a difference we we saw it this year with uh you know, the the wide receiver that transferred in from LSU. I mean, he was a difference maker because of his speed. Um, so, yeah, if, if we get more – well, you know, the reality is is that Tom Osborne eventually made that adjustment in his recruiting priorities. You know, he eventually figured out right. that if, <laughs> they gonna for, if they were going to compete for – if they were going to win the Big Eight, and if they were going to compete for national championships, they had to upgrade the speed of their football team. You know what else you can't coach, Todd? Uh I had a hard time. Well, no, go ahead. Yeah. What can stealth?
1: You, you cannot coach stealth. <laughs> coach stealth. You can't. Yeah, okay. you can. what, one one, one, Halloween, one Halloween, one Halloween, one Halloween, we're at our grade school and we're putting all these Playboy no, they were playgirl posters on the gym. And the cop pulls in there, and we have to run up this hill, up this long, long hill, and it's wide. it's a Nebraska hill, so it's wide open. There's nothing there. I know we're not going to make it. I tell everybody to dive on the ground and lay still. And we're laying there and and the the, the cops, you know light, the, the spotlight is going back and forth over us. And one of the guys next to me he says, "I can't take it." And he gets up and started running. So what happened? All of us had to get up and fucking started running. The whole stealth thing was working perfectly with the spotlight going over us. No, he couldn't see us because we were perfectly still. And then one guy blew it up. Just like one guy blows up a football play getting out of position.
0: They're coaching stealth with like Boise having a blue football field and blue uniforms. They lay down in the end zone, you know, so they can hide down there. Linda Wilkins says, "Apparently, you can't coach
1: moderation." I'm not sure what that's about. Well, Frost <laughs> didn't probably. Have a hold of it. No, I guess he didn't. Oh.
0: Fred Sacco comes on. Oh, to be did honest, you put that Donna, up there? Huh? I put did that. Did you put up. that up? Oh, yeah, okay, you've opened the floodgates, buddy. I, I have. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to look back to pre-year one and hammer rule over recruiting guys who weren't on the radar. Who am I kidding? We'll be leading the charge. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, Fred, we will. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We will. will. You know,
1: one thing we have not discussed, Todd, we have not yet discussed on the Thursday night show or on this show, because you were gone last week is Nebraska's complete overhaul of its baseball program.
0: Well, official bearded, I hope you don't get too bored here. Um, The, uh, the overhaul of the baseball program is significant and um, it was really kind of interesting because I sat next to some Texas Aggies um, at the ball game the last few days and uh, with Coach Childress having come from there and my dad was there the other day. He had just talked with Coach Childress on Friday morning when he went down to the baseball office and had a pretty good conversation with Coach Childress and this, this old boy from AM said, well, you, next time you see him, you tell him that there's still a lot of people down at AM that really, really like him. Um, well, Coach Bolt said at the last press conference at the Big Ten tournament that he was going to do everything in his power to get this program where it needed to be. And, you know, he, I think they had some very honest conversations with the players on the one-on-ones. Uh, we saw some players that uh, moved into the portal. Hell, we had one player that announced he was going to the portal during a game we were playing, you know, <laughs> um, that CJ hood, that's BS, but that's for another day. Um, yeah. so, uh, you know, then he, he let go of the, the pitching coach, uh, Jeff Christie, who had <coughs> coached with both coach Childress down at AM and and Will Bolt down at AM and and he let him go, and uh, it was by mutual ag- agreement is what they say, but um, you know, so then who do you go to, to to for a new pitching coach? Well, Rob Childress has got a proven record, and he's sitting right there, so uh, that made a lot of sense. I was a little bit surprised. Um, well, they also this year can have a third paid assistant coach, and so they went right. to um, uh, oh, I got my Sirianni. His last name's Sirianni. Is it Jay Sirianni? Um, uh, coach Sirianni who came from Wichita state. He played at Creighton. He's from Indianola, Iowa. Um, and Wichita state just had an absolute mess there. That's only for the pure pure baseball junkies. Is it worth going into there? Um, but, uh, so they brought Sirianni in who's a hell of a recruiter, uh, a really good recruiter, and. Um, It sounds like then Curtis Ledbetter, who had been, you know, like director of operations for quite a few years, Curtis Ledbetter is leaving the program and it's, it's, it's under, you know, I guess there's nothing been announced whether Danny Marcuso, who was the first base coach, whether he's going to come back. Uh, There's, you know, Evan Bland from the world Herald indicated that he, he might not be coming back. So yeah, wholesale changes. They've brought in a lot of recruits. We can talk about th- those recruits another time. Um, but, you know, Coach Bolt is not going to, he's, you know, he's not going to stand put. And maybe some other head coaches at the University of Nebraska perhaps should have taken a look at their assistant staffs before it went too far. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you, Linda Wilkins
1: says, Todd, what are your thoughts on Jordy Ball transferred to Nebraska? Well, it's I'll like she—it's like she knows what our lines are. She's—you got access to the. She does, the and she's got another
0: memory. good question coming too. I better star that one so I don't forget it. Um, okay. Here's what I think, and and this is kind of one of those strange things, you know. Um, back, gosh, about the time they were playing the Big Twelve and the and the Big Ten tournaments, I had. Read somewhere that Oklahoma had had a difficult time finding enough pitching time. I mean, they had three stud pitchers, three very, very high quality pitchers, and so you know they were having a, a hard time getting them all quality starts, quality innings, and that kind of stuff. And I thought at the time, boy, would it be something if Jordy Ball would just say, you know what, I'm I, I want more time and I'm going to leave. I'll, I'll go back to Nebraska. And uh, I had that thought. and I said, then watching, you know, the regional super regionals and then the Women's College World Series, you know, Jordy Ball was a monster. I mean, she just she was absolutely incredible. Um, and I was as shocked as anyone when I heard that she was entering the portal. Uh, there are some other good players from Oklahoma that entered the portal as well. Really? And, yeah, Why? Um, I think I think for some of it, it's playing time. I think, you know, in Jordy Ball's case, I honestly believe that it's because, you know, she wants to, you know, well, she's she's conquered the mountain. I mean, you know, right. she has there's nothing more she can do to prove herself. And she's won at the highest level. So, you know, that goal, that's done. And, you know, I think Jordy Ball has, uh, from what I understand, she has a very close relationships with her family and her friends. And, um, you know, I think she's kind of saying, you know what, mom and dad put a lot of miles on that vehicle. Come in and watch me play. How about, how about I make it easier for you the next couple of years? And uh, so I think that, I think the family connection probably had as much to do with it as anything. And good for Nebraska. That makes them instantly, instantly um, uh, a, a different team. Uh, there a contender. is a contender, a contender, a contender, you know, a contender maybe to make it through the regionals into the, the college world series. Possibly. They've got enough offense. They need another pitcher or two to step up because Jordy ball can't pitch every inning of every game. So, yeah. What about, what about, what about the season ticket sales? Yeah, the season ticket sales. Isn't that nuts? 300 and 300 and some odd season tickets in the past. If you know, and, and Bowling stadium is kind of a neat little softball stadium. Um, they do not, they have over like over 2000 and some requests for season tickets. Uh, they say they can seat 25,000 or excuse me, 2,500. They can seat 2,500 people there. That includes on the grass, on the banks and bleachers. They do not have 2,500 separate seats in that stadium. So, you know, uh, that is kind of nuts that people have gone bonkers with that. Uh, you know, it, it, people. here's, here's what's going to happen. People are going to look to see, you know, when the softball team's playing in town and then, well, maybe we'll stick around for the baseball team or something like that. Well, yeah, that's true. I went to I went to three Nebraska softball games this year, but they were the same day that there was a baseball game. And so I just took them both in while I was there.
1: Okay, Fred Sacco comes in with, oh, yeah, John, I bought the new Mastodon, Mastodon shirt, metal. There are two designs for man-killing Mastodons, and another, the darkness shirt with a Cobby logo. You and your promo codes and me and alcohol, you son of a bitch. Okay, go get some more, Fred. I, I had to buy an air conditioner today, and I have to go see a neurologist on Thursday. So, you know, I think it, by the way, the channel has memberships now, so you can sign up to pay us a monthly fee of two dollars and ninety-nine cents that we get a chunk of, and you can actually do super chats where you contribute money to live streams. I haven't figured out how all that works yet, but yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, I, you, you know, we Linda need will- more alcohol. Like we need more alcoholic fans. That's what that's what we need. <laughs>
0: Well, Linda, you know I'd, I'd heard some, I guess, too, and maybe I shouldn't undersell the importance of of the fact that Jordy Ball has a boyfriend. I don't know which one he is on the pitch on the pitching staff, but uh, you know, uh, Adrian Martinez, you know, made a little bit shorter trip for him when he went down to Kansas State to hang out with his girlfriend. So, uh, you know, uh, the heartstrings pull pretty strong. So, yeah, yeah, I certainly can certainly can understand that.
1: That was the wrong one. Uh, official bearded says, I had the weirdest dream just now. I dreamed we were talking about football. There are 21 other sports. There are 21 other sports. We try to cover most of them. Plus, it's the middle of June for crying out loud. I I mean, if we go way beyond this, we have to start making shit up. (laughs) Like, Todd, when you coached football in high school, what offense did you run?
0: We ran an eye. <laughs> we ran an I offense and then we uh with with a wing and uh sometime, so single wing. No, it was not the single wing. We okay yeah. So we you, ran an I offense.
1: Why did you why did you choose that offense?
0: Because that's what the head coach chose to run, and I was an assistant and I coached the offense on the freshman team. So I <laughs> I ran what he told me to run. <laughs>
1: If you would have had to pick one, what would you have run?
0: Back in that day when I was coaching, I probably know back in
1: 1845.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that was back in the nineties. I would have, uh, I would have picked the same offense because that's what a lot of schools were running, you know, and we, our coaching staff went over to Tom Osborne's coaching clinic every spring, you know, and, uh, we ran an option similar to what Nebraska ran, uh, like most high schools in the state of Nebraska did. Um, So, yeah. Here's a football question.
1: I don't know where I was going with that whole offense thing. I guess here's the thing for for official bearded. I think the thing is, is we don't have any idea what Matt Rule's offense is really going to look like. And the the reason I say that is this. You have you have Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech as our quarterback coming into Matt Rule's inaugural season, and he is a kind of a mobile guy, and he's going to run and throw the ball and do kind of stuff. And then you have Danny Kalen, and from what I understand, he's not a mobile guy; he's more of a drop back passing guy. Apparently, he's pretty accurate from what I've heard, but these two things are they're conflicting, kind of.
0: What does it tell us about what Matt rules offense is going to be Todd? Well, what it tells us is that it's uh, going to be a work in progress. It tells us that he's going to try to get his best athletes on the field and play to their strengths. Um, you know, you look at Marcus Satterfield who is coming in as the offensive coordinator. Um, you know, he had a very traditional kind of an offense last year down at South Carolina with Spencer Rattler as the quarterback. So, you know, now they're talking about utilizing a fullback. So um, I think, I think that Matt Rule's offense is going to very much resemble offenses that we see in the NFL. But I think that it's going to be, um, I think, I, I think that it will be multiple, and I think that we'll see a lot of different schemes and and different. Um, oh God, I, my my football vocabulary is taken. It's in the off season. Personnel groups, person- Personnel groups. Personnel groups.
1: Personnel groups. Personnel
0: groups. That's what I was looking for. So
1: when we go to Minnesota, we're going to see a fullback.
0: Well, oh it sounds God, like. look
1: at that look at that we see we have we're obligated to put the fred sacco just gave us five dollars if john ran an offense it would be a stealth wing t with an offensive line stationed on toilet sobbing i would have a spinner that's what i would
0: have i you would have that, i'll tell you what you you run that single wing baby and thank make them stop you make them stop you OK, I,
1: in the college football history video section, I am almost I'm done with my script on 1907, 1908. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope to get it out sometime this week and then we'll go to 1909 and people don't really know this about college football. We all focus on if you get into college football history, you look at 1905, Teddy Roosevelt saved football and then it was like saved forever. And it wasn't 1909. There was another massive crisis Teams quit football, teams abolish football. That'll be the next video after this next one that I haven't published yet. There you go. But one of the things that uh, about like around the 19 aughts was when they started formation football and they started the. I believe it was Pop Warner that started the single wing. And uh, I hope to get into that
0: at some point, 10 single wing football, single wing football is a blast to watch. I mean, you know, at least in my lifetime, I've seen two or three different instances where some high school coaches kind of brought that single wing back just so that teams would have to, to you know, scheme differently or they didn't have a true quarterback. And, um, you know, my old high school ran it for about four or five years when, you know, in the, well, in the late 80s and the 90s, and they were pretty damn effective with it. So. Um, You know, and I'm glad that James Boardman brought this up because it was something that I wanted to mention. Maybe, John, you were holding on to this a little bit. But um, I I do think it's worth mentioning that an all time Nebraska great that many Nebraska football fans (laughs) aren't even aware he was a Nebraska Cornhusker, Um, Bob Brown. And uh, I didn't know he was a Nebraska Cornhusker until I was, I think, after college, uh, actually, that I realized that. What I do remember about him was when I was a kid and collecting football cards, I had a Bob Brown football card and he was, you know, in that old offensive right. line, you know, pose the like chicken that. wings, chicken yeah. wings. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. And he had this very stern look on his face. And I thought, oh, wow, that's a pretty mean dude. Um, Is he not there,
1: the best player to ever play for Nebraska? I,
0: I think people could certainly argue that. Uh, yeah. You know, you know the whole that, and I'm probably going to butcher the guy's name. Is it John Franseca, who was the voice of NFL films? Um, if you've ever watched any of those NFL films, that guy with that deep, trembling voice—I mean, it's like God is speaking <laughs> to you. I mean, he was God before uh, uh, Free Morgan, Freedom free Freeman was was God, and uh, you know, he he had acknowledged. Bob Brown as you know the nastiest toughest offensive lineman not nasty dirty but just a very very powerful strong offensive lineman so I think you can certainly consider him you know he, he probably you know people will, a lot of times want to throw out that who's your Mount Rushmore um, who's your Mount Rushmore of Nebraska football players I'm not sure you could put four other ones up there before you put Bob Brown, even though, you know, I remember playing this game one time and I didn't include him, but we don't, we don't remember. We don't remember those guys. You know, we remember Fred. Right. It's too, it's too
1: long ago, Todd. Yeah. It's just like me remembering that I ran a 51 in high school in the 400 meter. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. I did. You know what? I ran the 400 meter. In the mile relay, I think it was. I don't know. We ran a two-mile relay. I was supposed to go to state, but I went to work in Texas instead. Anyway, uh, okay, we have some starred comments. Do you want to go through them?
0: Well, I do want to – that was not it. I do want to mention the one starred comment from about – we can hit on this just real quick, the Jordan Larson. Um, You know, what a boon for Nebraska. I think that – having Jordan Larson on the coaching staff is, is a positive. And I think it's a positive more from the recruiting standpoint than it is anything else. Not that Nebraska has had difficulty recruiting. I mean, they just, they just got commitments from three recruits for the class of 2025. I think we're going to talk volleyball, you know, set aside some time next week we're going to bring one of our writers on and talk volleyball. But um, you know, what I will say is, you know, I, I listened to a podcast uh, today and it was um, it was oh, geez, the, the bias of expertise or something, something along those lines. And, you know, some people are all excited about Jordan Larson coming to Nebraska. She'll you know, when Cook decides to retire, she'll slide in as a head coach. And I want to ask this question. <laughs> how many great players, how many of the greatest players ended up being great coaches and there's there's not that many there are not that many great players that become great coaches so i think i'd hold the phone a little bit on you know uh jordan larson being tagged well, yep.
1: why why do people where's danny Busboom? she's a she's a louisville
0: she'd be my pick
1: yeah yeah, what, uh-huh. what what did she do last year? Yeah,
0: what did she do last year? <laughs> seems to me, seems to me, she took a team from a conference that is not known for their volleyball, and what lost one or two games, maybe yeah, the regular season, something like that. Yeah.
1: I think, I think people with the Jordan Larson thing realize she hasn't even been really an assistant coach yet under Nebraska's program. Now she will get that chance. Then she will yeah. go somewhere else to become a head coach. And depending upon when John Cook retires, she can either prove herself at the head coach of another program and come home, or that job goes to Danny Busboom. Because I'm sure if you looked at Danny Busboom and you said – would you like to come home to Nebraska? I, I would hope she said yes, because we well, will be the volleyball state forever if that happens. I mean, you know, but you also got it. we produce players, we produce the best players in the nation. This yeah. is like this is like going to coach in
0: Texas football. You've, so you've got you've also got Jordan Reyes and you got Tyler Hildebrand, who are both outstanding assistant right. coaches. Anyway, I think don't get me wrong, I am I am pleased as punch you know, that Jordan Larson is going to coach at Nebraska, you know, not that Nebraska volleyball needs any more credibility. They've got it, but you know, it's time now, Nebraska volleyball, we somehow they got to figure out how to beat Wisconsin. They haven't been able to beat Wisconsin. So, you know, maybe Jordan Larson's presence is going to contribute to that, you know, so that um, Nebraska can, can, you know, slay that dragon that's out there somehow. So, Um, anyway, uh, my, my thing, and, and, you know, to be honest, and and, uh, I will give you an example of where the greatest wrestler or the greatest, the greatest athlete in a sport became a great coach. And that was Gable. Gable was the greatest wrestler. He was the greatest American wrestler up until that time. And he became the greatest high school, or excuse me, the greatest college wrestling coach, the greatest U S Olympic wrestling coach. I mean, he, that's, that's one one where it was the case.
1: Dondre asked does Nebraska have rugby.
0: As a club sport. Yeah. And I joined and the, I,
1: I joined the I joined the rugby team four times.
0: You went for the drinking. <laughs> we had Lane Liley and we had yeah. Eric Landry. We, those were our buddies on the rugby team. We could drink all we wanted to with those guys and we didn't have to get our Bodies beat all
1: to hell. Oh my God. Some of those guys listen, Nebraska has rugby, but I think that Lincoln also has a like a town team. Yeah, they do. And remember the guys that played on the town team? They were like 280 pound former linemen or something. I you watch them run down the field and you go, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I just want to drink. So there you go. That's why. But yes, Nebraska has rugby as a club sport. And at least I bet, they did when I was there, and I'm pretty I sure I met two
0: do. women at the Farmer's Market in Omaha last Saturday that played on the Nebraska women's rugby team, only because I was wearing my New Zealand's all-black shirt. And this one, <laughs> gal, this one gal says from over the – I can't even remember what they were selling. Oh, they were selling uh, some kind of uh, spritzers, uh, alcoholic spritzers. Anyway, um, she says, have you ever seen them play? And I said, not in person. And she says, well, we got to in Chicago. And I remember when they were in Chicago. Anyway. Um, you know, Dion prior, I think this is an interesting question. You know, we're kind of talking about this volleyball hogs, all the Nebraska female athletes, you know, Dion, there are a number of people I've heard, you know, make that same, make that same comment that, you know, uh, a lot of those girls go straight from their high school volleyball seasons into their club seasons. They don't play basketball. Um, you know, they might not run track. Certainly in Nebraska, you're not going to have a softball player that's a volleyball player because they're both in the fall. Um, but, you know, that's that is something that uh, I've heard mentioned a number of times. And, and, you know, having been in Iowa most of my professional life and very close to high school athletics, um, those people that were fans of girls basketball really really do not like uh, what's happened with with volleyball and how it's exploded and and taking girls away from the sport so yeah no no question about that dion in my opinion
1: you know david matney says based on where we are now how many wins will we get this year you know what we're gonna do david we're gonna have that is gonna have to be a topic for a, another show maybe next week or something What's the score of the baseball game, Todd? I can't see. Five five to two? two. Three to two, Wake Forest. David Matney also says, at least Matt Rule did not have a cringe cartoon book on his first year.
0: Thank you, Omaha World Herald.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, and then Brandon Stiver says, I think rule is going to greatly improve the quality of the trenches, which in turn will slowly get us to around an average of eight wins a year. This just seems like a more disciplined coach than Frost. I don't think the offensive line can honestly get very much worse than it is.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you put that one back up, John. I'd put it up there earlier when we were on one of our rants and, and Brandon, I think that's a really good point. Uh, Effective offensive line play has, you know, discipline and doing your job. probably is, I'm not going to say it's not important at other places, but by golly, you have to do it on the offensive line. That self-discipline is incredibly important for those guys. And um, if anybody were to check the record, my biggest bitch from day one was Scott Frost was there was no accountability. There was no discipline um, with his football teams. Okay. I forgot to look at the newer The newer ones. Hey, Uh, is there legitimacy to this? Zero writes breaking news. Mickey Joseph back in as pre-interim coach. There's no. Okay. We're just having fun with that. I get it. I get it. it. Thank you. Zero. Oh, I get it now. Zero.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're the we are entering the sundowning part of the show. Uh, Linda Wilkins is the crazy, <laughs> the crazy lady who my son is dating, who ran the seven seven seven, played four years of college rugby. This makes absolute sense. Uh, if you remember a while back, Linda Wilkins was it her daughter who did the seven marathons in seven continents in seven days, like some kind of yeah. nutball person would. What the hell was that?
0: Jesus. I'm just popular.
1: That is a ringtone. Well, it says ring, 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 ring.
0: Of you know my it... phone.
1: My phone is on silent, and it's always on silent. Todd.
0: Mine is too. Until my everybody bitches at me. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Uh, official bearded i i just seen the beginning of the sentence
0: yeah i I saw that too yeah no they should not be training alongside the football team because the only thing they need to train is right here and and that well yeah you got to train up here too but this does not require anywhere close to the kind of training that football players do and if you know hey Nebraska's esport coach can beat up everybody else's esport coach.
1: <laughs> I think the esport things is interesting. I do.
0: I tell you, I've been in some schools that have put some pretty good money into uh, their esports programs. I was at a little school out in western Nebraska that took a room they weren't using anymore, and they somebody kicked in some money. I'll tell you what, I haven't seen those kind of electronics in there since I walked through Best Buy. I mean, it was nuts. How many screens and monitors and all that different kind of stuff that they have for their esports team. And then I was in a I was in an Omaha school too. They're throwing a lot of money in those programs. Okay, which would
1: you rather watch, an NBA game or League of Legends?
0: Me? <laughs> I'm, yeah, an NBA game or League of Legends? Yeah, I, I'm I'm choosing Clorox. <laughs> okay, I can't we, imagine a worse to happen.
1: An NBA game or two guys or a, a tournament of people playing NFL Madden against each other.
0: I, I I couldn't stand to watch either one of them, John. I think I I mean. I'm getting up there where my days, you know, I value each one of them and, and I don't want to die, but I think, I think that death may be preferred over having to watch an NBA game or league of legends.
1: (laughs) Official bearded comes back with league of legends. My
0: son watches my son, you know, and, and my son, he's a good kid. And (laughs) (laughs) what do you think? Like, Hey, right, let's get a bunch of criminals together tonight and watch League of Legends. Now he watches, he watches, uh, you know, get other people play these games all the time. I just don't get it. But there's I a like lot watching, of strategy
1: in it. It is. I like watching. I like
0: watching game. baseball. And official bearded, he doesn't like watching. I mean, official bearded, he's going to watch League of Legends. He's not going to watch baseball. I guess to different strokes for different
1: folks. Wade Farr says, I got on here late. Did I miss anything? Yes, you missed everything. What you didn't miss was Roger Moore didn't come in here tonight and make fun of Todd like he did last week, which well, was here's really what you, missed. Here's what, was you missed. here's what you missed.
0: Here's what you missed. Here is the secret that has been held from the beginning of this show. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let it out of the bag right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. In a second.
1: Okay. You're sundowning, right? So you gotta pull it up from
0: deep in the yeah, here we go. cockles of your brain. Olivia Dunn is just half a mile from me.
1: What is this?
0: Olivia Dunn. I'm pointing to where she's at. Okay. Olivia don't, Dunn. Don't do this, Todd. Don't don't do this. Olivia Dunn. <laughs> Olivia Dunn is just okay. a half a mile from where I
1: am at right now. Then why the hell are you not there?
0: Because I sold my tickets and I. Oh. Yeah. Which? Olivia Dunn. Okay. Oh, Olivia Dunn. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) now we know who Olivia Dunn is. And your wife is out of town. No, she's flipping like 19 years old. I'm 61 years old. Yeah. Okay. Here's the issue that I have with NIL. And if every one of us is honest and we have been here for over an hour and we can bring this up at another time and I'm going to say it right now.
1: Oh it's
0: sexploitation. God. It is exploitation of females. You find me a female athlete that's making big money on NIL and they are incredibly physically attractive young women. It has nothing to do with how good of an athlete they are or what kind of success they are having. The ones Is that are this- making bank, the ones that are featured all the time, the Cavender twins, uh, Bayou Barbie, Olivia Dunn, Lexi's son. Is By it bad?
1: Days. Is that bad? Is that bad?
0: I'd like to think you're making some money because of what you have done for the athletic program well, that you're competing Well, for. Aren't they both though?
1: <laughs> linda wilkins says and they are not ugly uh, you know we we bought an air conditioner today todd and uh the guy was in here and he was giving us the proposal and uh, I, we're gonna finish the show with this comment by the way <laughs> he was in here he was in here he was in the house he was at our kitchen table he was put, talking about the air conditioners and our air conditioner was 39 years old and it died and given us the talk about how much is it going to cost us to get a new air conditioner. And I looked at him and I said, shit, I'm going to have to step up my presence on OnlyFans. <laughs> and he said, today he came back. We accepted the proposal. We got to get a uh, we got to get a uh, air conditioner. Accepted the proposal. He came back and he goes, yeah, I went back to the office and told them about the OnlyFans comment. And they thought it was pretty good. So there you go. Okay. See, you're not supposed to start those things when we're already into an hour unless you want to keep going, which we can probably table this for another evening discussion. That would probably be best.
0: Good night, Todd. Good night, John.